All right, and we're live again. Hey, everyone, welcome to Iglap. Of course, this is your host, Paolo. And today's episode is our first episode since our Pride Month special because, you know, during Pride Month, like what I mentioned, we invited um, only LGBT individuals during that time to talk about their story, their experience in life, and all of these things. But yeah, we're back to regular programming. So, welcome. Uh, before I start today's episode, I would like to thank our sponsors, Swagat Indipusin, Maskin Marma Manila, and uh, Derm Nature. So guys, uh, today's episode is really special because this lady has been here before. She was here in last season, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm sure most of you know her uh, for sure. So she is a nudist and exhi- exhibitionist. There you go. I've been having problems with words today, guys. Sorry about that. A full-time sex worker and a frustrated artist. So welcome back to Iglap again, and I hope not for the last time. Uh, Emma Rouge. Hey, Emma. Thank you. Of course, not for the last time. <laughs> so, Emma, uh, so how I do things nowadays is, you know, when I have a guest like you, I ask them to say something about yourself that not a lot of people know about, you know, like fun facts. So maybe you can give us something. Uh, I don't really have fun facts, more like sad facts, but um, <laughs> yeah, well. Grab him on the sad <laughs> facts. Are you okay? <laughs> No, I'm not. <laughs> Just kidding. But anyway, yeah. Um, well, that's it. I'm basically a full-time sex worker, a nudist, and an exhibitionist. And I am naked most of the time, except now. <laughs> this is the fun fact. So with that, okay, how about this? Um, I'm sure you watch a lot of films, right? Or music. Uh, one, yeah. like what's one of your favorite movies of all time? Oh shit, I do not have a favorite mu- movie of all time. I have several favorite movies, but okay. as of now, my favorite. Mm, right now, my favorite would be. Shit, I can't remember. Probably Nymphomaniac. It's just a sad yeah, movie too. Yeah. <laughs> to be my favorite, but it really stuck yeah. with me. So I guess that's kind of my Who's favorite. Who's the guy there? I would watch it. The mm-hmm. guy. Who's the actor there? Or was it um, no, this, the Nymphomaniac is like, I think, two hour, a, a two part film. Yeah. That is um, uh, basically about us. maniac and her sad life it's kind of yeah. sad but it's really good i have a feeling you're into like these existentialist type movies yeah it makes me realize a lot of things you know all right and how about music like who's an artist that you really like i really like a lot of artists but i listen to a lot of old music for example like um ella Frank Sinatra, um, Louis Armstrong. So okay. Also- See, I think those are fun facts, right? <laughs> I don't think okay. that's. Fun. I sound fun. like <laughs> like we know you like you know classic music in a way. I mean Frank Sinatra's classic, right? But yeah, yeah, so to our viewers today, if you have any questions for Emma, just comment them down below and we'll try to get to them. So I guess the first thing I want to talk about, Emma, is you as a person. Because I had you back before, you know, last season. So could you like maybe give us updates on what you're up to right now from last time? 
<laughs> How long ago is that? I think last year, if I'm not mistaken. Last year. Well, my life has been a roller coaster since then. So I started doing um this live streaming thing. It's um also another platform for online sex work, which is cool. And uh, I moved, I think, twice since then. So that has been a lot. And um, yeah, I moved cities. That's about it. <laughs> I lost weight and then I gained back weight and then I lost weight again. It's just a fucking roller coaster. Sorry, can I say fucking here? <laughs> I mean, you already did. <laughs> When I upload this on Spotify, I'll just put explicit. So don't worry about it. It's okay. Okay, that's cool. I just want you to be you. So yeah. <laughs> well. But, wow. I mean, that's a lot, and I'm I'm glad you kind of survived it. I guess in a way. I mean, that that's really emotionally tiring for a lot of people. It is. I mean, I am very tired most of the time, but I'm getting by. <laughs> So I guess that's, like, that's what's important, right? Hmm? I mean, that's what's important, that you're surviving, right? Yeah. You know, I'm going to be frank with you. You look, you look really great right now. So, you know, whatever <laughs> you're doing, you know, I don't know if you change diet or whatever. But, yeah, for oh, someone who went through all of that, you really, you really look great. <laughs> no, I just put some makeup for this little thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, we do have our first question. Now, and I, I want to get to this. It's from a guy named Mor... Maurice Leo. So he wants to, he's asking, when was your first nude photo shoot? Oh, my first nude photo shoot was um, two weeks after I turned 18. Mm-hmm. So I, I was already doing some fashion shoots when I was 16, 17. And people were telling me that I look more mature than my age. So they told me, some photographers were telling me that hey, maybe you should do sexy photo shoots or nude shoots when you're like 18, when you're legal, legal age, you know? So I didn't, I wasn't really that into it, but I then had to um, come up with extra money for my mom because she was bedridden at the time. So as soon as I hit 18, I had my first nude photo shoot and that was two weeks after I turned 18, and it was already um, a shibari shoe where I got tied up for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't really good. It was shitty. <laughs> but, I have a feeling it was painful. Well, it was because the person didn't really knew what he was doing, but, you know, it was paid, so that was all I got to do. Um in a way, I mean, my first few nude photo shoots or sexy photo shoots, um, I've all, I only started doing them just because from just because of money, and I wasn't. Although I I have been getting I mean I mean I'm usually naked even before that, but I didn't really pay much attention to the photos because all I needed was the extra gig. Yeah. That's- all right, well, there you go, Maurice. Um, it was when two weeks after she turned 18. So the next one um, is from Christian Marquez, but it's not a question. It's like, live feed is a bit choppy. Not sure if it's my neck, but kudos. And bomb, uh, bomb. Hi. 
Dom Dom said, I'm a fan of Emma, Ghosts. Oh my God, right. I love Dom Dom. <laughs> okay, people are friends. Okay, yeah. so with that one, so you mentioned that, uh, you know, you're usually naked, right? I mean, before <laughs> and of course now because of your line of work. Yeah. I want to ask you, like, where did you get the confidence in yourself to be able to be naked? Because I'm going to be honest with you, right? Uh, I don't think a lot of, not a lot of people have that confidence. I mean, like me, I don't have abs. I mean, if I had abs, maybe I'd be a nudist, I don't know. But I don't have abs. <laughs> um, you know, I like cooking. <laughs> and I like eating yeah. at the same time. So where did you get that confidence to be able to do that? Um, actually, I was born in a very, I don't know, it's a very, not really super open, but we were open enough of a family. My mom didn't mind changing clothes in front of me, or my sister didn't mind to, like, take off her clothes if it was getting too hot inside the house. So we were used to people being naked because we were naked, like, in front of each other if we needed to be. It wasn't that big of a deal in that house. So I didn't really thought that I didn't really think that a lot of people are scared to be naked, you know, or like they have this anxiety about it. Although I did have anxiety about it because, of course, we all have insecurities. But what I love about this is it's just kind of um, freeing in a way because um you're just not restricted with anything and you're kind of forced to become okay with who you are how you look like and eventually you're going to learn to love yourself um instead of you you know always covering up those insecurities if you see them enough every day i feel like you learn to love them little by little I think that's great. And um, but I'm going to be honest with you, like, you know, that's great advice. Don't get me wrong. But people will be like, that's easy for you to say, Emma. I mean, you look amazing and stuff. You know what I mean? Like regular. You always people. look amazing. <laughs> See, I like, I, I like that confidence. You acknowledge that, yes, I do look amazing. But, you know, I'll be humble and say I didn't always look that way. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I do. I, I would, yeah. Basically, I would admit that I think I do look amazing right now, but I didn't always look amazing. And I still had, I still, I, I was still nude most of the time, even if I didn't like my body, even if I hated it. But eventually, because of being more naked, you know, you don't have to be seen by people, but try and just, if you're alone, just try to be naked. It, it feels different. It, it's really freeing and you learn to like look at yourself more and look at yourself in a different kind of way. No, definitely. I mean, I think like the country, like the Philippines, right, we're known to be very conservative. Yeah. And yeah. Um, because like when you, when when people ask, what do you do? Oh, I'm a nudist. People be like, uh, Obadera, you know, all those negative Things, but I agree with you that you know the human body is you know it is a masterpiece, right? I mean, even yeah. if you're chubby like All me or whatever, right? I mean, it is a masterpiece. It's it's an art. It's a it's a canvas of art, basically, right? 
So with that one, so okay, so growing up, you, you grew up in a household where being naked was okay, and all of these things. So I'm wondering. Um, you mentioned that you do have insecurities, right? And it's okay for us to talk about it. Like, what insecurities do you have about yourself? Um, well, I used to be really insecure about certain parts of my body. For example, my armpits, my tummy, my butt. But now I'm still very insecure about my my boobs because my boobs get saggy because when I lose weight, you know. And people keep asking me if I if i have a child <laughs> and i don't and i my my tits look like i had a child because how saggy they are but you know at first i hated them but eventually it's like i kind of just accepted it and yeah these are my boobs i guess you just gotta live with that <laughs> all right so we have a question from christian marquez so yeah. he's asking What's a part of your job or daily routine that you look forward to the most and dread the most? Um, I wouldn't say I, I have a daily routine because my days are kind of com- completely different from each other. They're, they're, they have similarities, but the things that happen, it's not always the same, you know? So I don't actually have a proper routine but I do hate waking up in the morning. <laughs> I want to sleep some more. <laughs> so yeah, that's the thing that I dread the most. <laughs> so like, are you, like, what time do you usually sleep? Um, pretty pretty early actually. I'm around eleven, twelve, or a.m. Maybe the latest. Early for you. If I go past that, it means I'm usually trying to not sleep at all uh for me 11 is kind of late i mean before i could sleep as early as like seven i mean that's early for me oh shit seven yeah that's like very um uncle uncle of manila levels already i guess yeah tito yeah so super tito of manila levels okay so you know um i guess the next thing i want to ask is what's the difference between being a nudist and an exhibitionist is there even a difference? There is a difference. Um, being a nudist means basically just shedding off the layers of the clothing, you know. You basically, you can be naked. Basically, it's all about being naked without any sexual context about it. Like, I would, I just want to be naked. I don't want to fuck anyone. I just want to be naked right here. It's like that. So it's just a lifestyle that you're always naked. But an exhibitionist, um, an exhibitionist, um, it kind of, it's basically you get turned on with other people watching you or seeing you naked or you doing um, explicit things to yourself, uh, specifically strangers seeing you other people randomly seeing you that's that's the difference so the other one it doesn't have nudism doesn't have to be sexual it's a lifestyle of being naked or being nude while exhibitionism wanted you want to be seen for your sexual pleasure for you to be turned on because someone is looking at you and watching you do explicit things to yourself do you get what i mean 
I kind of do. And when did you discover that you're an exhibitionist? Um, I don't really know. I don't remember how I discovered it, but I just know that I like being naked and I don't mind being seen naked by anyone, by strangers. And then eventually, um, I eventually found out that I also get turned on with people watching me do things to myself. <laughs> So yeah. That was one hell of a fetish though, uh, Emma. <laughs> but like, you know yeah. me, I'm a super, like, pe- people joke me I'm a cracker because I'm super old school. Because mm-hmm. I have, like, no fetishes whatsoever. Like, my joke is when you ask, so what's your fetish, man? You know, I just want to be in a loving and supporting relationship. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's not a joke. <laughs> not a joke, I mean... I'm a super like old man already when it comes to stuff like that. So I'm Maybe wondering if you, yeah. I am very vanilla, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong about that. But, you know, that's what you know, everyone tells me that and everyone who tells me that are the most interesting people. I mean, like you, right? You have that kind of fetish. And Paula, what's yours? Um, nothing. <laughs> I just want to be cared for. Yeah. Their own. So like uh, I I want to ask because you know, like what I mentioned, right? The Philippines is very conservative compared to other countries. So, uh, because obviously you've dated, right? You've had partners and all of these things. Yeah. Was it difficult for you to to date someone or to be with someone because of your line of work and because of your, you know, sexual preferences, I guess, in a way? It is kind of hard to, like, find someone that would not shit on you, basically. Because most of the time... It, my line over um the friends that i have that is in the same line over you know most of the time people just want to fuck them <laughs> and they don't take us seriously basically so it is really rare to find someone that would be okay with what we're doing and that has been hard and i haven't had a lot of proper relationships because of what I do and because of how I am as a person. Um, at first, they would be okay with it. It would turn them on, you know. I would I wouldn't be wearing anything most of the time, and then eventually, it annoys them that I don't wear a lot of things. So, because even when we go out, I would go commando, and some at first they would like that, and then eventually they would be mad about that. Like, I don't understand sometimes. But I guess in the long run, I mean, if it's just about lust, it really gets old if the person doesn't really love you, I guess. I'm not sure what I'm saying. Can I just say, that's like such a painful... Like, if I ever produce t-shirts for this podcast, could I put that in a t-shirt? That, that line yeah, sure. Yeah. Lust, but... You know, damn, wow. Wait, can I, can I have like 10 seconds to... I didn't expect like a line from that. Okay, so you mentioned that uh, you haven't had a proper relationship because of, you know, because I've of had, you. Yeah, I've, I haven't had a lot of proper relationships. Like, what's your definition of a proper relationship? Like a long-term, really loving relationship that really accepts all my flaws and all of who I am as a person you know 
not i've had very um very abusive relationships my first second was um mentally abusive physically abusive so it wasn't really a good experience for me i'm so sorry to to hear that i mean i i feel that no one ever deserves to be in that kind of situation you know i mean because when you're in a relationship with someone it should be like what i said loving and supportive right i mean you get into it yeah. because you want the person and for as long as you're not committing a crime you know like selling drugs to kids or whatever then you should support the, the person that you love right yeah, exactly. so so like with that one if you don't mind me asking because you said that you haven't really been in a like long-term relationship and all of these things like mm-hmm. what was your longest relationship um i would say probably like two years but it was on and off okay so, we so if we like remove the off part like because he said on and off right like how long would that be probably a year and a half or a year and a few months I'm not sure but i was a kid so. oh well oh wow so your longest relationship was when how old are you aren't you like 22 or something i'm 22 yeah i mean yeah. my my longest relationship was the first one i think that was, I was 16, probably, when it, I'm not sure. Yeah, I was around 15, 16. And so being that, in a relationship yeah. that young, I mean, I mean, me personally, I, my first relationship, I was already in college, you know, I was kind of old. But when yeah. you're that young, was the guy really old or like how old was the person? Sorry, oh, he was my age. Guy, how old was the person? It was my age. And at that time, I was still doing, you know, sex work and stuff. I was still a minor. But I was already um, kind of different in the way I dress. I don't usually wear bras or panties outside. And um, that kind of pisses him off, you know. And he always thinks that I'm, if I dress like this, he always thinks that I'm flirting with someone else because why would I dress like this? stuff like that you know you get it you get what i'm saying yeah um yeah i, I want to ask you something but if you if you don't want to answer it it's okay because this is like some like really deep stuff but uh why do you think you attract men who aren't comfortable in their own masculinity in that sense because i mean i, I, I analyze it right because like in like for me again just my opinion if I know you, you know, and I like who you are, you know, I, I support your love, your things like that. I would be like, just however you want, just make sure it's appropriate. Like, obviously, you don't go to church in a bikini, right? I mean, something like that. You get what I'm trying yeah. to say, right? So, but yeah, why do you, and I feel that men who get jealous that way, there's a problem with their, with their acceptance of their own masculinity. That's true. Sorry, I don't know if I that don't... makes sense. I don't really know why I attract men like this, although um, what usually, usually the, the order of the things that happens would be they, they are okay with whatever I'm doing at first, and yeah. then it just eventually annoys them or just eventually pisses them off, and then eventually they don't like it anymore, and they don't like me anymore. So that, I don't know... Um, I don't really know. Maybe mainly because these guys are not 
as open as I am. They could be just saying that, oh, I'm okay with whatever you're doing at first because, you know, they still really like me and they still just want to fuck me a lot. But once they're tired of me, they're annoyed with what I'm doing already. So I think that's one of the factors, although I don't really know why I attract these men, if I would say men. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Um. Well, thank you for answering because I'm sure that's a very. I, I mean, for me, that that's a tough question. You, you know, this kind of like self-reflective and all. But thank you for answering that. Uh, we okay. do have a few <laughs> questions. Uh, so from Christian again. Uh, his question is: Who are some of the people you look up to or feel inspired by? Oh, um, I think. No, I can't think. Fuck. Um, probably one of the, I know a lot, I know I'm inspired by a lot of people, but probably one of them would be Dita Bontis. <laughs> I had a feeling. I really had a feeling. Dita Bontis. Love her. And, yeah. And then who's that girl who, because Dita Bontis used to date um, Marilyn Manson, right? Yeah. And who's that girlfriend of Marilyn Manson who looked exactly like Dita Bontis, you know? Very wide, black hair. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I forgot her name. But, but she's also very. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I love don't know. Brandon Manson gets these really pretty girls. Maybe he's a good guy or whatever. I don't know, but like maybe fucks good. <laughs> is that I'm curious? Is that important? No. For you? I'm curious, like, is that important for you in a relationship? Let's say you find a guy, example, uh, who, you know, is okay with everything. Like, legit, like, he's not going to pretend not to be okay or whatever. But let's say he's just yeah. at best average in, in you know, in bed and all. Is that a big factor for you? Bed. Um, I would say yes, because I'm a very sexual person. Maybe for other people, it wouldn't matter as much because they're not as sexual. But for me, I feel like, you know, sex isn't just sex for me alone. It's just, it's also like, if I want to de-stress, if I'm too stressed about my day, I want to have, I want to fuck. And uh, and if it's not good fucking, it's going to be sad, you know? So I think that matters a lot to me because it also uplifts my mood if I get to orgasm a lot. <laughs> so I guess so. It matters a lot to me, I think. All right, no, that's a very honest answer. All right, um, then Dom Dom mm-hmm. has a question. So when and how did you become empowered doing your art? Um, I don't think there was a turning point or anything, but I just eventually, I, I, one day I just said, fuck it. I don't really care about what people think and we're all going to die anyway. So why not do what I do, you know? Just enjoy the fuck out of life and enjoy what I do. I'm gonna give you my art. I don't care if you like it or not, but this is me, you know? <laughs> Stuff like that. You eventually realize it that people, other people doesn't really matter as much because there's a shit ton of people <laughs> and you're gonna find someone who likes your thing, you know, your art and all that stuff that you do. You don't have to please everyone. So I don't really. I 
eventually I, I just said fuck fuck it i don't care about what you guys think someone will like this <laughs> and i don't yeah. care if you don't <laughs> so, so i you, think yeah, yeah sorry go ahead no please go ahead yeah so i think yeah that was just it it wasn't really a turning point but over time i just realized that i should care less and you know just do my best at what i do which is this kind of art <laughs> thank you dum dum oh my god i miss you i met him i met her i met her on pride pride oh, that's nice. yeah actually i want to talk to you about that if that's okay so i saw uh, that you attended pride march in a very um interesting outfit uh, it was rainbow colored ish in a way yeah so i'm curious what are you an ally or do you consider yourself part of the community if that's okay i'm part of the community i'm a pansexual oh okay oh okay that's very interesting because i guess i mean i myself i'm an ally i'm not really part of again very vanilla right um but you know i'm a, I'm a big supporter but what i find strange is people well i was one of them before they kind of confuse pansexuals and bi people because like bisexual people basically like men and women that's it but if you're pansexual that means you love everyone in a way yeah. like you like men and women regardless of gender um, non-binary i think pansexual includes non-binary people so maybe that's why they coined that term yeah. right it's more about you're in love with their maybe their mind or their humanity the person really yeah yeah the person itself you don't care about the gender basically it can be a man, a woman, um, a gay person, a lesbian person. It doesn't matter yeah. how they how they identify themselves. If you like them, if you love them, that's it, you know? Yeah. So like with that one, uh, when did you discover you were pansexual? Um, because I don't, I don't, I didn't really think of that. I just realized that hey i didn't really care about gender so maybe i am like this i used to think i was a bisexual person because usually you would just see you know men and women women so i thought i was just bisexual but eventually upon meeting new people more people and being attracted to random people that I, I didn't really care about their gender that made me realize that hey i didn't really care about gender so I am pansexual. <laughs> and it's actually fun. You have a lot more choices. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. you know, they say, right? Um, if you don't get it right once, at least you have other options to try again. <laughs> but yeah, no, but that's nice. I mean, you know, I, I saw your Pride photos and I, I would think that you were one of the highlights of Pride probably <laughs> with um, how, you, you know, with your confidence and didn't you bring your cat or something I oh that was oh no the onano that wasn't my cat that was my dream cat though i i saw him in the pride and i approached the owners i was like oh my god that's my dream cat can i can i touch and oh my god that was the highlight of my pride <laughs> yeah the cat and they they let me um hug him so it's that's Fine. nice that, that's nice <laughs> you know pride is always a, a nice event right and let yeah. me guess the 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 conservative christians were there saying you're going to go to hell and shit were they there yeah we was took photos 
was that old foreign man there? There's usually that one like old Caucasian man who's always there. No, they were also noticed this time. And they were like chanting Bible verses in Tagalog. So, and we took photos of them. My friend Love, um, we <laughs> stood in front with our um, asses facing the photographer, and we took photos with the with the with the Christian people. It was fun. <laughs> but yeah, I, I want to ask you because you know, for me, I'm gonna be honest. Again, we're in the Philippines, right? Mm-hmm. I grew up in a very um, conservative household but you know i mean you didn't grow up in the 90s i kind of did i was born in 92 yeah and you know back then in the 90s and even actually the early 2000s the internet wasn't that big of a deal right and you'd get news kind of late you know i always my favorite example of how the world is so connected right now is you can watch movies in the cinema at the same time as other countries remember how before if let's say, for example, let's, let's use Thor as an example. Let's say mm-hmm. if Thor opened in the U.S. in March, it would open, let's say, April in the Philippines. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. But nowadays, sometimes we're even advanced compared to, to other countries. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of get why I grew up in that and have that kind of beliefs. Because, again, the internet wasn't a thing. Or it was, but I mean, it wasn't that big. And so information didn't really get out. But why do you think until now there are people who are trying to force the old beliefs that even, if I'm not mistaken, even Pope Francis said, you know, lo- love the LGBT community, right? I mean, I he, I think until now, he would never support, you know, same-sex marriage within the church. But mm-hmm. he never said, you know, to countries, hey, if you guys, um, you know, um, allow this, you're all like heathens or whatever. Yeah. But why do you think there are still people out there who are trying to force a certain belief and not just care for other people, you know, or just respect them? Because, I mean, look, if you're gay, okay, are you th- are you a pedophile? No. Are you into bestiality? I hope not. No. I mean, you're just yeah. regular people who just want to love and be loved. So why do you think there's still people like that? Th- those those hardcore Christians who, instead of letting you guys have, you know, instead of letting pride, you know, be fun, you know, nothing's happening there. There are no orgies in the grass field. <laughs> I mean, that would be an interesting sight. I would probably be surprised, <laughs> maybe faint a bit. Because of all yeah. The but yeah, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I'm kind of rambling. <laughs> but no, I get it. I get it. I think there's just people who are, I think there's a lot of people who are selfish and are not open to um, more knowledge. And most of them, actually, it's an ego thing or it's a pride thing that they don't want to be wrong ever i mean even if like there's more information now you can research things and you realize that it's okay but they've been mad about it for so long that they don't want to be proved wrong so they just stick with what they believe and you know show it in people's places as faces even if um it's a whole new world today and they don't really care about that as long as they're not wrong. And some of them, they're bitter because they don't get to have that in their time, I guess. I don't know. There's a lot of factors that could be the reason why they're like that, but it's different for everyone. But I just know that there's a lot of people that it's their pride that they don't want to be wrong or they don't want to be proved wrong. That, oh, it's okay. They, to them, they just want to believe that 
they're, that they're always right. They've always been right. And what they believe in is always right. So I feel like that's it. That could be one of the things, maybe. And also, the church here is really, it. Um, it's not just the church. It, it kind of, um, it kind of, blends with the fucking government i mean they have a say in a lot of things right you know so i feel like um the catholic thing is hard to um ignore for people because that's yeah. all that's all they grew up with you know so they always they're always gonna think that it's wrong even if yeah. the pope said that it's okay <laughs> In his own way, he said it was okay. But yeah, so we have um, Dom Dom who said, I met her at Pride, like what he said, and she said that you're such a sweet and wonderful person. Uh, more power to you. And Christian actually has a, a comment here that's actually a misconception about bisexuality. Nah, if it's binary, only attracted to guys and girls, then you're a bi. But if Kasama trans, non binary, you're pan. Bisexuality is the umbrella term attracted to or more genders, while pan is a kind of bisexuality where someone's gender is no longer a factor for you, whether you'll be attracted to them or not. Well, thank you, Christian. Yeah. I guess yeah, I kind of, but like in a very not correct way. <laughs> but yeah, yeah thank, thank you for that, Christian. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you, Katsu. <laughs> then Love uh, says, Yay, I got a shout out. <laughs> so I'll find for Mohika. I can just answer this if you want. So he said, I, I know kink is shaming a thing in our country because most people think it's weird, but you have a certain kink. Um, yeah, it's exhibitionism. I hope that's a word. Yeah. I'm not, uh, but if it's okay for me to ask, do you have other kinks aside from that? Um, Kind of, yeah. I like, well, I think public things are part of exhibitionism. So that, and also I have a breeding kink. Do you know what that is? Do I yeah, need to okay. No, no, that's okay. I know what you mean. Okay. Yeah, I have a breeding kink, so that. I'm sorry. And I mean, I the reason I would love for you to explain it to the viewers, but I'm feeling if you do that, Facebook might take this episode down. So I, I know no, what it is. Don't worry. Yes, it's okay. People just search it up on Google. You know, it's one click away. <laughs> don't do it at work. Don't do it at work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, breeding king and exhibitionism. That I also like you know, most of the BDSM stuff. I just don't like anything with blood or cuts. But most impact play, I'm, I'm into that. You know, all that stuff. But can I can I just say after this episode, can we talk offline about the breeding king? I have something to ask you, but again, I can't ask it now, right? Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Sure. But yeah, okay, but cool. Wow, that's. Again, I feel I feel like a cracker right now. You, you know, sky flakes without the flavor. Why? Because you have all of... I mean, I don't know why I don't have any. You know, I'm just a normal dude. That's completely fine. I mean, to each their own. We all have different preferences. And in a way, that says a lot about you. Because um, I have all these things because I feel like I've gathered these kinks from trauma from different things so that means that you're better in like probably mentally better than me you know 
probably not, but <laughs> um, I guess, you know, I guess in life, I'm, I guess I'm one of those people that I'm like, I wish I had something really interesting about me in that sense, you, you know? Like when people say, so what do you do? Oh, I play basketball. I like reading books. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of like the Kindle. You know, I, I consider those like fake books because for me, a book is like hardbound, paper. Like I love the new smell of new books and the old smell of old books. Oh, so I'm such a nerd, <laughs> though, my goodness. I actually go to like secondhand bookshops just to smell the old book smell because I love the old book smell rather than the new book smell. Yeah. I don't know why that's my preference, but I love old books more than new books. <laughs> I guess the thing with new books is the smell smells like fresh ink. Yeah. While old books, it smells like there's a sorry, this sounds super cheesy, but old books, this the, the smell of old books, it smells like. History. history you know yeah it, it yeah. smells like like this this book has a story mm-hmm. not just yeah. what's inside but like the book itself all right um then we have a few comments here so christian said breathing king go, <laughs> go, go, go. and alfalfa mohoka says thanks emma so yeah Thank so going back, so going back to you right um so you're pansexual you you went to pride march and all of these things the next thing I want to talk to you about is because, uh, and if it's okay for us to go back to this, no, I mean, basically your first episode here was mostly about that, but your online sex work. So you have your own um, platforms that you use and all of these things. Yeah. I'm just, I, if you don't mind me asking, because again, you're such a young person, right? I mean, you can do it for a long time, but are you giving yourself like a deadline? We're in, oh, at that, at this age. I don't want to make any more. Maybe I could be like a manager or a director or whatever, but I don't want to be like a performer because you know how there are some, um, you know, porn stars out there, right? Where they were performers, then they kind of retire to become yeah. like directors or whatever. Do you have like a plan like that? Or is this something that even if you're like eight years, you're still going to do? Well, I do have, I, I've been wanting to, to direct my own porn, direct porn. So... I guess I would eventually want to be a director, but I don't really have a specific, you know, oh, eight years or 10 years. It just comes when it comes. Although I'm already working on um, managing people so I can work less, like perform less kind of, but I still love doing what I'm doing. So I feel like even if I mean, you're you don't still very young, actually, um, I'm still gonna be doing it just for fun, <laughs> so I think that's it. I mean, I have this kink, so I guess that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah, I mean that that's fair. I mean, there are some who want to be performers for the rest of their lives, and there are those who eventually just want to go behind the camera. But yeah, yeah I mean, but I mean, you're so young. You'll you'll be doing this for a while, I guess, if you choose to. Right. Until I'm 30, probably. Yeah, but that's still a long time. You're so young, kasi. But can I ask, like, so you're at this age, right? And, mm-hmm. like, are there, you know, performers out, you know, maybe foreign performers who you see and you're like, yeah, this person made a good transition in his or her career. Is there people like that that you kind of admire? doesn't necessarily mean you want to be like them, but you're like, yeah. This person figured it out. You, you know what I mean? I'm not really a fan of her, but I'm 
I'm proud of her that she's done this. I think probably Mia Khalifa. I mean, she's married now and has a happy and quiet kind of life. Wait, After did, all that. Wait, she got married? Who did she Yeah. She's married now and she's like proper and, you know, happy. Wait, because I know she had a, like a chef boyfriend. Then they call off the engagement. So she married someone else. I don't else. know. Maybe I don't outdated i don't actually know but last time i <laughs> you're a fake i'm really not a fan yeah. but i just i don't know i don't see a lot of people that i admire in this, yeah yeah in this in this um category of people but i do have a lot of idols but they don't always end well so i don't have a lot of hope for myself I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I have a feeling you're not really kidding, but okay. <laughs> have you ever read um, existential books like Franz Kafka, like The Metamorphosis? Have you read that? Um, not or yet. Or Catcher in the Rye? No, not yet. I'm sorry. I think you would enjoy those books with all this yeah. existential comment from you. I do, no, I do think I'm going through probably an existential crisis right now. <laughs> Maybe quarter life crisis in a way. You're you're still three years away from that. But if I die at forty, that means th- this is midlife crisis. <laughs> <sighs> okay, actually, you know who's someone who I feel really did a good job. I mean, that's just my opinion. You know who Sasha Gray is. Oh, Sasha Gray. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she did an excellent job. I mean, she was what probably... She doing? So here's the thing, right? She became, she was a porn star at first. Yeah. Then she kind of became an actress. Then she became a DJ. Then she became a good author. Like, I hear good stuff about her books. Like, they're not trash at all. Actually, I have I one know. for her. I Actually, haven't wait. heard. Can you... Um, Maybe say hi to your friends. Give me one minute. I'm going to look for her book. I have her book right here. Okay. Okay. Hi, friends. <laughs> oh, Laika needs a shout out. Hi, like uh, Shout out to you. I'm sorry. But hello, friends. Hi. He's getting a book. Are you getting a book? Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I'm just going to talk randomly here. <laughs> okay, I have the book. I have the book. Okay, got it. So, this is probably one of the rarest books now because it went out of print. And I've been wanting to, to acquire this book for quite some time. And I waited for like seven years before I could get this book. Uh, so this is her actually this is her first book before she started writing fiction. It's called New Sex. Ooh, New Sex. Mm. And the reason why there's a receipt is when I'm done reading a book, I always use receipts as like my bookmark, and I usually leave it in the book. Oh wow! I, I have this really weird thing where in once I use like a bookmark for one book, it belongs to that book. Mm-hmm. So when I was like, I would spend like a hundred bucks on bookmarks. I'm like, this is not economically stable <laughs> or sustainable for me. Yeah, that's true. Like, books. So this was like her book wherein when she retired already from it, she wanted to have like a documentation of her life as a performer. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I cannot show the contents of this book because you know there's some things that you cannot see. But I admire this book. It is a pretty good um, thing. So yeah. So after she became yeah. an author, yeah, yeah. Um, I should check it out. Yeah, that yeah. sounds interesting. I, I could lend this to you actually if you want, but you have to promise to give it back though. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course. Uh, but yeah. So, but like like with that one. Um, so yeah, she was a DJ. She became an author, and yet she does nowadays. She's a Twitch streamer, like oh, I nothing sexual. She just plays games. Oh wow! That's she travels cool. the world. Like I was like, this girl really like knows what she's doing. You know what I mean? Like she she stepped away from the game and never looked back. Yeah, maybe she just had to like make enough money to live her life the way she wanted to. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. She used but- sex for that, which is a lot of girls. A lot of girls do that, you know. It's like um, kind of, it's not an easy way, but it's fast kind of to like get it's what a way. you are. Yeah, it's, it's a, a way. way. <laughs> it's a way. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, crazy. So, all right. So for you, it's Mia Khalifa. For me, I think it's Sasha. Because she I don't really know Mia Khalifa. I don't know. I'm not updated right now so maybe they divorced maybe she's not happy again i don't know i'm sorry <laughs> that's all right i mean you know i i don't expect you to be like the biographer either whatever but uh all right so love says hello to you and christian says that he misses you oh, all right so you. how do you know christian by the way um from twitter oh that's cool <laughs> All yeah, right. I used so, to be an author person. I I used to have an author oh, account. You yeah. know, when I, I was actually younger. learned about that recently only, like last year. Mm-hmm. Then they explained the whole, like, there's this whole um different side of Twitter that's very explicit. And I was like, what is this? Because, you know, in my Twitter, I only follow, like, world leaders, news. <laughs> um, but Lady Gaga does follow me, though, like. Lady Gaga's official account follows Holy me. Holy shit, really? Because, yeah, yeah. Because, because the reason for that is I was one of the first, I guess, thousands of Filipinas who had a Twitter account. And I'm a huge Lady Gaga fan when I was young. I love Just Dance. Like mm-hmm. For me, that's one of my favorite songs until now. And I was like, oh, I want to follow Lady Gaga. So I followed her. And apparently she had this thing that she'll follow like the first one million people who follow her. And I guess I was one of them. And so she Aww, followed me. Wow. So cute. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I mean, I bet you have like 20,000 followers or something. Well, I only have like... I, well, I, I lost my original Twitter account, which had 20 plus thousand. Now I'm starting up again. <laughs> so, so how many do you have now? Around 2,000. <laughs> I'll follow you. I'll follow you if you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> That, I'd be so honored. This person is being followed by Lady Gaga, and he follows me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, that, that's just. I guess that's like a fun fact. I, I like using that as like the conversation starter. They're like, "Who is this uncle who's being followed by the Queen?" You know what I mean? Crazy. Yeah. So, so cool. So, like, sorry. So, going back to you, uh, I want to talk about you as a frustrated artist, as you call yourself. So, you use your body as your canvas, right? And you do have, you know, great 
I mean, you do have photo shoots where, and yes, you are nude, but it's done in a way that it's not pornography. I, yeah. I always believe that someone can be naked and it doesn't have to be sexual, if that makes sense. That's true. So, That's- sorry, I know you started out because, you know, you, you wanted the money, needed money and stuff. But when did the artist, the artist Emma Rouge era start? Like, when did this start for you? I think, um, well, to be honest, my art isn't really um, restricted to just me using my body as a canvas or whatever. I also write um, poems and I um, also do some photography that I'm really not confident about, but I do them and I'm frustrated about them. I do, I want, I want to make I want to publish my own book, all that stuff. And I don't really feel confident enough because most of the time people only see me as this naked person. <laughs> they don't really see the the art that I'm doing, you know, they just see me as a naked person. But yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, at first I was just in it for the money and then I think eventually when I was getting, when I was starting to get back a little on my feet, um, that's when I was able to kind of choose the people that I'm working with and actually have this, um, like, a goal of what we want to do and how I want it to be, how I want it to look like kind of thing. So that's when it felt like art for me. When I was able to choose people that would I that that I would be working with, because you know I have a choice now. <laughs> I used to not have a choice, so I guess that's that. And eventually, when I got um, stuck um, in my apartment with no Wi-Fi, no signal, um, in the first parts of the pandemic, and it was super super locked down, I did a lot of like realize realize realizations i had a lot of realizations and yeah and i started to take more um self-portraits that stuff tried to take more photos of people and that and i i'm just frustrated because i'm really not confident in that side of what i do (laughs) because i've always been known for just my body and not of like who I am and what I do in general outside being naked. Do you get what I mean? I do. But I guess it just comes to like where you started, right? I mean, of course you want people to see the different side of you that, no, I'm not just Emma who likes being naked, but I'm also Emma the poet, Emma the photographer. But do you have like samples of your photo? I mean, not of yourself. I mean, sorry, when you do your, okay, let me ask this first. When you do your when you do take photos, do you take photos of like, you know, birds, buildings? I mean, what do you usually take photos of? I take photos of other people, other oh, like street photography. Well, actually, I've been I've been thinking about this zine. It's um, headless porn stars. So I'm thinking that's a working title, headless porn stars. So it's basically people. Just the body yeah just their bodies you know doing erotic things for the camera or for not the camera but most of the time for the camera (laughs) and 
with no with no faces, no heads. So most of the time I shoot people that are also kind of I like shooting people that is not super confident about themselves. I will I like shooting them naked and showing them a different part of their self that they can fall in love with. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you don't see yourself in like how other people see you in other people's perspective. And you don't realize that you're actually nice. You're actually lovable. And you have really great parts about yourself. And sometimes you don't see this. And I like showing people what they can be and what parts of themselves that they can fall in love with. So, yeah, most of the time, naked other people. I shoot other naked people. <laughs> so it's more about going back to nudism as an art. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I wish I had that kind of confidence. Like, they're like, hey, Emma, can you shoot me and shit? Sorry, like, I would love to shoot you. It doesn't have to show your... No, it's just more like I don't have abs and stuff. So... Well, no, I don't need abs. You know, I I shoot a lot of different body types. No, no, I I know. I mean, I know you're like a nice person and shit, but me personally, uh, I'm very insecure about my body just because, again, um, I mean, I want abs, but then, like, but steak is really good, especially (laughs) when it's cooked up in butter. And you have, like, crab fat rice. So now you can't get where I'm coming from. I get you. I get you. I get that. I understand. I love food. But the thing is, I mean, that's why I would want to shoot you to make you feel better about yourself. Despite all of these insecurities, I would want you. I would want to show you a different side or like just a different perspective that, hey, you can actually you actually look great. Even if you have all these insecurities, it doesn't matter. You look great. You're you, and I'm gonna show you that. Basically, that's what I want to do: is shoot kind of insecure people. You know, shoot their like, show them that their insecurities can be loved and can be beautiful. That's it's exciting. No, but they ask you like when you take photos of people. Wow, we, Kalamo, I'm really going to go up to that. No, but I'm just curious. Like, are there people who say hey, I don't want to be like bottomless, but can you just take my torso? Yeah, yeah. You can do whatever you're comfortable with. But wow, good luck to you because I have like the, the uncle body also. Like very like uncle of Manila. No, know? it's like I love that dad bods. I really do. I don't know if you know what I mean by like I, I mean I'm like the uncle that drinks too much wine, that's why I don't have abs also, aside from eating very fatty but good food. <laughs> But, I know this. I, I know. I promise. I know. <laughs> I don't actually. Okay, here's a fun fact. I don't okay. like guys with abs. I like chubbier guys. Why is that? I'm curious because here's the thing, and I guess this is where my um, Tito of Manila mindset kind of comes in. I mean, I consider myself a progressive person in a way, but like, I always assume that girls always want like Captain America body. You know what I mean? Well, a lot of them do, but there's people like me too that, you know, likes chubbier guys. Than... I don't, re- I really, I've never went out with a guy with abs. That's how much I don't like them. Why? Why don't you like guys with abs? It's hard. 
it's it's not great to cuddle with. I mean, the simplest answer would be, it's not great to cuddle with. I love cuddles and chubby people cuddles is amazing. It's just super amazing and comfy. And if you fuck them, it's like fucking a pillow with a dick. <laughs> and that's a compliment. That's a compliment, see? I really, yeah. The guy, I, the guy that I've been, um, the the guy that I went out with, and I was really in love with him. He was he was chubby. He was like twice my size, I think. I mean, Emma, you're 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 not a big person, so being twice your size is not really a great standard, you know. I don't know. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm fifty five kilos, so maybe that can. Show so you're you hundred ten pounds. So. All the or guy maybe to do. I don't know. I'm sorry. I mean, the guy could just be at 220. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, you're like 140, then you're going to date a 300 pounder. You know what I mean? It's not like. <laughs> not 300 pounds, goddamn. But like, you know, not super, super obese, but I want like fat, kind of chubby. So like a guy with a tummy, but doesn't look Yeah, pregnant. with a tummy. <sighs> like, big tummy i don't mind it i love it yeah the kind of like sagging chubby belly i like those and to think you're like wow there's no fun facts about me then I <laughs> for, the, for the for the classic what's your favorite film what's your favorite artist <laughs> i'm sorry but yeah damn pillows with dicks that's that's definitely going on a t-shirt can do I have your permission to put that on a t-shirt? Yeah. Oh my god. Sure. I would send Thank you me. like a. Computer. I'll be like, pillows with dicks, rouge, twenty twenty two. I don't know if you would understand what I'm saying, but it's really true, guys. That are muscular, they're so hard. I mean, I haven't like dated a guy that is very muscular, or with abs but i fucked once and i didn't really like it and they don't really i don't know they don't they don't feel as good as they look <laughs> no because like i mean i definitely don't know what you're talking about <laughs> I yeah true i'm sorry um no no it's fine but you know i always had this mindset that girls are into abs period yeah you know i mean like i remember one time there's this girl um that I was dating in the past. And, you know, we were kind of going to, you know, get ready to, you know. And yeah, yeah, that was so weird because of how insecure I was. I was like, hey, Blank, um, I'm going to let you know right now, this body wasn't made for abs. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I came out, I told her that. <laughs> then she's like, yeah, it's okay. I don't have abs either. But, yeah. you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I've had yeah. I've had the same conversation with guys. And it's so, it's really cool. I mean, we don't I don't think um if the if the person cares that much to like not fuck you if you have some extra tummy, then that says a, a lot about them, you know, that they're very what do you call that? Um what do you call that? They're just shallow. 
yeah not shallow but kind of i mean it's just looks it's just they're all based on the looks so that says a lot about them and that says about that says a lot about how they're gonna deal with relationships they just like it if it looks good so ah, it's superficial. Not superficial. yes thank you <laughs> superficial that's just superficial they're very if they're that superficial they're probably not good for you anyway so it's yeah. okay so christian has a comment he said lady gaga pa follow back please <laughs> <laughs> then of course he said maybe the real mvp superficial there you go okay so, so so going back to you and, and your art right so you do poetry and what's your poetry usually about like what's the subject matter i'm i don't have specifics but usually it's fucking sad <laughs> Can you like give us a sample? I'm so curious and like what the. Ah, I'm sure. I don't have. I don't. I don't have my my journal here right now. But let's see if I have some on my notes. But don't right. expect too much, because you know, it's you know the one thing I learned about poetry, Emma. There's no mm-hmm. such a thing as bad poetry unless if it's intentionally bad. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Give really I'm feeling that you're an amazing poet. Well, like see. in my life, um, mm-hmm. I believe that you're an amazing poet if either you're an existentialist or if you're in love. Those are the two best kinds of poets. And you yeah. fall in the existential side, so let, let's do it. Do you have something? Let me check. Um... Fuck, I only have like lists of my content. <laughs> Look at what I what I have on my notes. It says, I'm tired of being insecure. Saggy testicles. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, right? You think that's bad poetry? <laughs> no, I'm just Let's kidding. Go, finish, finish I any I, I, I Three stanzas. So I, what's the first stanza? I, I hate what. I'm tired of being insecure. Saggy testicles. Okay. That's it. That just, just those two. There's no third one. No, no. It's just a random note on my phone, and oh, that's okay. all I can find. I can't find any. I can't find any um poems. I just I I I mo- usually put them in my journal and I don't have it in here because it's oh like after the episode w- would you be willing to send me one like even just a photo I'm just so curious um I do photos. have some stuff on my um my Instagram I have this art kind of Instagram yeah and maybe you can just you can stuff. type it down or something then I can look at it it's later our missus our missus. Um, I hear here's a here's one. Okay. We think we're bad people, so we keep punishing ourselves every time we can, like loving someone bad for us, letting them break us over and over again, thinking we deserve that, like that's how we serve our time, thinking that leaving them might be another crime. We are prisoners of blame. We are prisoners of someone's name. We are prisoners of the thought that love and pain could be the same. That's it. That's not bad at all. I, I don't know why you, you're not con- confident. That's pretty good. 
Yeah, well, it's not always like that. <laughs> yeah. But you, do, you, do you like reading other people's poems or not really? Um, when I was in high school, yeah. But now I usually don't have the time to read things. Do, do you know the poet named John Keats? Yeah. I've seen so some you know of his stuff. Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, that's my favorite poem of all time. Like, for me, that's the perfect poem about, you know, being in love with the person you know who is for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful poem. Like, for those who are listening and those who are watching right now, definitely check, check out Bright Star. Yeah. Beautiful poem. So, okay, so yeah. your art yeah. is not just about your body, your nudity and such. You take photos, you write really good poems that I don't know why you're not confident about. I think you should write some more. Um, what other art forms do you do as well, aside from those? I don't know. I kind of, I don't know, but I think that's about it. <laughs> I think that's about it, yeah. But I do, yeah, that's it, that's it. I'm not really, I'm not good enough on the other things that I need to, that I, it's enough to be mentioned, you know. I'm just starting on other things. You know, I kind of remember you, um, I think this was last year or earlier this year. You were part of a book, right? Oh, yeah. Brian Serios. Like, I wanted to buy a copy, but I think it's from abroad, right, or something. Because when I went yeah. to the website, it was like in pounds and stuff. How, how, did mm-hmm. you get, how did you get into that? Like, how, how did they say, hey, Emma, we want you to be part of our book? Um, well, Brian Serio is my friend. He's my regular photographer, and he gets public. He he has been published quite a few times by um, a German publisher, so that's why it's from abroad. But Brian Serio is Filipino, and he's just here in the Philippines. So it's just friends, and so if they ask for him to give them something to publish, they give him. Um, a big set of photos and they kind of lay that out and that's how I got in. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but I kind of wish they, they sold versions of that here because like, you know, let's be honest, shipping abroad and it's a book, that's going to cost a lot. Oh, you can actually buy from Brian. I mean, like he has straight from copies. Brian. Yeah, he has a few copies that he can sell. So that's nice. You- mm-hmm. Maybe you could connect me with him after if that's okay or something. Why? Maybe you can connect me with him for, for that or something. Yeah, sure, sure. He's so, also like, oh yeah, we can talk about it offline. But um so with that one, what was your what were your photos in the book though? Like I didn't really see the photos. I was like, Oh, Emma's part of a book. That's really cool and shit, you know? So yeah. Like what what it's, did you contribute? Um actually my photos there were just like Brian taking photos of me in my usual daily life. I was smoking a bong. I was just posing for this photo. And I was brushing my teeth. I was laying in the bed. (laughs) Stuff like that. So it was really just um, his photography is very diaristic. Like kind of like a journal. So it's not, we don't make up. We don't really make up concepts. We just, or maybe sometimes he does, but most of the time he just takes photos of the everyday that's happening to him. So it's 
diaristic kind of, and then eventually he can make make it into something bigger. But yeah, I mean, congrats on that. I mean, you know, being part of a book that's internationally published, that, that's a big deal, right? Yeah, thank you. It's fun. <laughs> but I would eventually want to publish my own. Although even just a zine is fun. <laughs> like, if you're going to publish your own book, what would the book be like? Would it be like Sasha's book or like would it be your own different take on it or something? Um, I would want it to be kind of... Uh, kind of a photo book but with little um excerpts from my journal so handwritten excerpts ex excerpts and sorry if you're <laughs> asking why haven't you gotten started on that i mean that sounds really i mean that's you know the funny thing about me sorry this is like the nerd in me i love reading books all kinds of books i even read a wordless book so I don't know if you consider that reading or analyzing, but yeah, that, that's me. So why haven't you started? Um, well, it's I'm not like Brian. I don't have um, a publisher abroad. So if I'm going to publish something, I'm going to be self-publishing, and that takes a lot of money. So yeah. I'm trying to save up for it, but now I'm caught up with my own life, and I'm... <laughs> I haven't had the time to shoot more and write more for it. So it's it's a work in progress. I'm eventually going to get there. I'm trying to give myself a goal or like a deadline. Maybe this year I should be done with it. Or before I turn 23, I should be able to publish it. Just need to save. No, but they're, they're like local independent publishers. I mean, there's this company called Comicette. But they're into comics more. But I think, you know, have you heard of Comic Head? Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I know some of them. I mean, the the local publishing companies. But I don't know if... I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'm just not confident enough with this stuff that I have. And also, I think it's not yet... Um, it's not kind of really, it's not, it hasn't really matured enough. I, I don't know. I, I don't really know what I'm talking about. But. <laughs> I mean, I had um, Paulo Harris. He was, he's one of the um, board of directors of Comic. I could definitely connect you with him. That's cool. But it's comics, right? Yeah, but they also carry non-comic books. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Like, uh, I bought a book from them. I just can't remember the title because you know the thing with me is, when I go to like secondhand bookstores or if I just go to like a, a fair with books, yeah. you know, Big Bad Wolf, right? You, you know that. Um, yeah. There's a time I had a backlog of like forty books. Oh, shit. And the good thing though, is the backlog of forty books just from there. But I had an additional wow. 60 that I hadn't read. And during 2020, when the lockdown happened, I was you able read to read the, I read the 100 backlogs. So now my backlog is like 10 books or something or 50. Oh, that's great. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. I mean, when I was stuck with no Wi-Fi as well, that's all I was able to do. I did kids' puzzles and 
read books. <laughs> what books did you read? Do you remember? Um, my favorite at the time was Tuesdays with Maury. Hmm, that's a nice book. Right? Actually, I like that's it. really classic. Good. Yeah, it's really a classic. It's that's my Mitch favorite. Album. Yeah, Mitch Album. You know, my problem with Mitch Album is. He had amazing books like Tuesdays with Maury, A Walk to Remember and stuff. Yeah. But I yeah. felt he became a trope eventually, you know, like all the books, all the films all became the same thing. Yeah. And it's very yeah. Sad because too. I felt he was just doing it for the money. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. But like Tuesdays yeah. with Maury for me is like a masterpiece. You know what I mean? Or even Five People You Meet in Heaven. That's such a beautiful Yeah, book. Five People You Meet in Heaven. Yes. Right? Then Suddenly he writes Nights in Rodan or The Last Song, where he's like, I'm out to sell books to, you know, girls who like pumpkin spice lattes from Starbucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, think I think at first he was he was really doing it, you know, as his passion. That's why it was great. It was a masterpiece. And then eventually, I guess um, it's now he's now kind of a cash cow. <laughs> yeah. I mean again, there's so, nothing wrong with wanting to earn money. It's just that I feel like damn man, you know, you're such an amazing author. Tuesday yeah. is such a fucking good book, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I really love it. I I reread it because it was um I just moved in my apartment at the time and it didn't have that much books so I only had a few and I kept rereading Tuesdays with Mori and one line really stuck to me was um what's wrong with being number two <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean see another fun fact of emma rouge i love tuesdays with Mori. i love tuesdays with Mori. <laughs> okay can i ask you like aside from tuesdays with Mori, what's another book that you're like this is a book man you know what i mean like this is a beautiful book okay um, I don't know if this is a fun fact, but I basically, um, the genre that I've always liked since I was a kid was uh, thriller books or, you know, crime things and stuff. So I I love this. My favorite has been, I think, Rage Therapy. Which one's that book, Rage Ther- Therapy, I think. By Rage Therapy, okay. O'Brien, I'm not sure. I think. O'Brien, sorry, I'm not familiar who who that is. Yeah, but so it's, 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 a, it's kind of a thriller, kind of psychological thing. So that. <laughs> All right. Well, that's another side of Emma Rouge that I think not a lot of people know about. Yeah. The whole Tuesdays with Maury. That's a very for someone with this whole existential outlook in life. That's the last book I think I would I would hear from you say that you loved or whatever. I don't know. I mean, this existential moment right now, it's not always been here. I do think I just have an existential crisis right now. <laughs> but, you know, Tuesdays with more kind of give, gave me a hope in those darkest times of the year. And I was stuck alone. I was losing my mind. So that kind of helped me. <laughs> So that. Yeah, that's crazy, you know, being stuck in a condo without Wi-Fi and stuff. Yeah, it's not actually, it's not a condo. It's really an apartment. It's a, it's oh, a, sorry, an apartment. Yeah. One bedroom apartment. 
that was kind of far from you go from commonwealth and then you ride a tricycle really far down the hill yeah that's so, far yeah and it it looked like province and i moved there didn't realize that it didn't have signal so i was fucked <laughs> Wait, how many times did you read tuesdays with maury i think probably twice or thrice and then I had to rewatch Game of Thrones because I didn't have anything else to watch. Oh, I love Game of Thrones, though. I mean, fuck the last season, but I love Game of Thrones. Who's your favorite character? Wait, can I guess? Let me guess. Khaleesi. Okay. No. Or Cersei. Tyrion. Tyrion Lannister. Good choice. <laughs> can you guess my favorite character? I'm curious. Hmm. I'll give you a clue. What? He's not the main character. Mm. So those are two clues. He and not the main character. He's not a main character. He's not a king. He's not it's not it's not um what I forgot his name with the little birds. Is that I uh, little birds. Um Varys, the bald guy. <laughs> no, no. Um who's that what? guy, the one with the brothels with the brothels he owns the brothels <laughs> no no but not that guy no <laughs> this guy doesn't own tell brothels. me tell me who is it peter Baelish. ah pete peter Dingley. little finger little finger that's what i'm talking about he owns brothels. Have brothels he has brothels no. right? he doesn't, he doesn't. No. <laughs> but he's usually in a brothel. I mean, he is in a brothel. Yeah. But yeah. See, I told you, Emma, you're spreading fake news, woman. I'm so sorry, people. <laughs> Apparently, Littlefinger doesn't own the brothels. He just goes there. <laughs> no, but no, I, I just remember you. this one scene that he was talking to one of the girls. Um, yeah. The red and, and I thought that kind of gave me... Um, uh, an impression that he owns the place, yeah. But he was telling her, like, oh, someone's coming, whatever, yeah, stuff like that. Crazy. So, yeah, I actually do like him, he's really fucking smart, and that's why I also <laughs> like Tyrion. But yeah. you know, like, I was so upset with how they why he died, like, the reason of, for his downfall because for me, yeah. it's not Littlefinger, you know. Oh, I, I. <laughs> Stand corrected. According to Henry B, he did own brothels. He did, so right? You're like, no, 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 no. I have to Google this. So, <laughs> Peter, Peter Baelish owned brothels. Of course, I typed brothers, right? Good job, Paolo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, shit, he did. I told you. I'm the fake news person. I'm so sorry, Emma. <laughs> like yeah. I've been struggling with my with my words and with my mind. But yeah, I love <laughs> Peter Bush. Such a great character. So yeah, yeah, so you know, as as promised, I don't want to keep you for too long because I know you're a very busy girl. So, you know, thank you so much for being here, for you know, sharing your experiences and you know, just getting to know you um has been great. But can I ask you something completely random? Do you know the show Midnight Gospel? Yeah, I, was, I I watched it when I'm 
Did you like it? I love it. I, I love that show. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I, it's like a podcast, like an animated podcast, right? right. It's so, so can I, cool. Can I, ask you, I love it. can I ask you like really random questions? Yeah. Um, so for you, what do you think happens when we die? I think we just die. I'm kind of a like nihilist. You don't think there's anything? No. And I'm an atheist, so I didn't, I don't really believe that we're going to go to heaven or hell. I think we're just going to die and that's it. So if that's the case, if there's no salvation right at the end, um, so why choose to be a good person then? Because, because there are those I... who, choose to, who want to be a good person, right? Not yeah. because you think there's going to be some inter- in- eternal, you know, gift or whatever but why do you choose to to be a good person because i've had um a lot of, i've had my fair share of bad people and i've always been thankful for the people who have helped me out throughout the way you know without them getting anything in return just them being kind to me just really helped me become who I really am right now and become a better version of myself. So I always want to be the people who helped me before, like that kind of people. I want to be forward in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I want to pay it forward. And also I don't want to be the same people that like, like the people that I used to hate that fucked me up i didn't want to be i don't i didn't want to be fucking up people like how they fucked me up so i just chose to be well i tried to be a good person just because um people need a little more kindness in this world i mean i agree with that right i mean look i'm not a perfect person at all because i don't have abs but uh (laughs) But yeah, I mean, in a world where where people care about money, where they care about power and all of these things, and not really care about the environment, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why not be the good that you want the world to have? I mean, exactly. you know, if there's an afterlife or not, I don't know. I mean, me personally, I used to be an atheist, but, you know, I'm, I'm Catholic. Well, not really, like... Mm-hmm. I believe I I consider myself more spiritual in the sense that I know there is God. Period. I call him God, right? Yeah. But I don't belong to any church, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I think there's a there's a word called for that, right? I used for that. Probably. Mm, I forgot. But you basically believe in God, but does not believe in the church. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think. So, I used to be like that too. <laughs> what happened? No, I like how well, I'm an atheist. <laughs> I mean, I like how I was an atheist, then I found God, then you from knowing God to becoming an atheist. What, what yeah. <laughs> no, ah, they're I'm, agnostic. No, it's not agnostic though. Agnostic. Wait, Isn't no, no, that no. agnostic? No, 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 no. Wait. I no, that's not wait. Agnostic meaning. Okay. So the definition of agnostic is 
a person who believes that nothing is known or can be known of the existence or nature of God or of anything beyond material phenomena, a person who claims neither faith nor belief in God. Agnostic is similar to atheism, but not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I knew it wasn't agnostic, but yeah, I mean, I, that's why I call it spiritual, just to keep, keep it simple that, okay, this yeah. dude believes in God, but doesn't really, really put himself the in the yeah. church or anything like that. So let's talk about, if it's okay with you, I mean, I don't want to keep you for too long, but can we talk about Midnight Gospel for a bit? Because I love that. Like for me, I, yeah. I hope there's a season two. <laughs> but can we talk about the last episode? Like, I actually how- haven't seen the last episode. Yeah, no. Oh my god. I'm so glad you haven't told me. <laughs> oh, wait, until when did you watch? So I can like make sure I don't ruin anything. Um, I'm not sure, but I've been watching it slowly because I always kind okay, of... Okay, what was the last episode you remember seeing? Oh, fuck. I think I la- I've last watched it last month. <laughs> But I think probably the third or fourth episode. Can you like tell me uh, what was the um, it's not the jail? Um, I think it is the jail. No, I think I saw that. Yeah, you saw the jail. Okay, is it when they're underwater? Uh, I don't remember because Fuck, sorry, my memory is so fuzzy. But are you sure you remember the... Okay, let's talk about episode one. Because for sure yeah. you've seen episode one. Mm-hmm. The whole trippy drugs thing, right? It was about drugs, about it, whether it's good mm-hmm. or not, and stuff like that. But since we cannot discuss epi- the last episode, then I hope... Let's discuss get- it next time. <laughs> yeah, next time. But please do watch it. Because here's the thing. I've always liked shows similar to Midnight Gospel. Like, I love Adventure Time. Because Adventure yeah. Time started yeah. out all trippy and shit. Then when you get to you know the the latter ep- latter seasons and all, it goes deep. Yeah, it like, dark. like when I was heartbroken, I would watch Adventure Time because not really dark, but more about it talks about love, it talks about mm-hmm. life, it talks about yeah. moving on, you know, being yourself, choosing yourself, you know, things like that. And uh, what I love about a uh, Midnight Gospel is. The first episodes are so trippy. They talk about drugs. They talk about life in a way. Yeah. They talk about um, being stuck in a loop. That's the jail episode. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to yeah. say anything else because I'm not sure if you've seen that because you're not sure. But, <laughs> yeah, that, last episode, no, but that last episode, can mm-hmm. I just say, and I hope you 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 finish the, the, the show, okay. it's probably one of the greatest episodes of any like show that I love that I've seen in oh, my life. Wow. That includes Adventure Time, Rick and Morty, Bojack Horseman, which I love Bojack Horseman. Yeah. But that last yeah. episode of Midnight Gospel for me is what is what new art is. Mm-hmm. And I hope Emma, like you, you know, maybe in for next season if I, if you're free and I invite you, hopefully by that time you get to see that last episode because that last episode for me is a masterpiece i cannot imagine how much pressure um duncan trussell is in maybe writing a season two because Mm -hmm. end of season one was such so good well i have you seen 
what? Have you seen BoJack Horseman? I've seen some episodes too, but I haven't really finished it. It's hard to, you know, it's kind of hard to watch things lately or just do general things for myself in general. Well, maybe next year when I invite you again, could you please watch both? I promise I will because watch. You know, I will I watch just... the Midnight Gospel this weekend. I promise. Please, <laughs> promise. Yeah, because like, you know, you're such a great um, conversationalist. You know, I like talking to you. And I feel that when we talk about those things and I get to really pick your brain, we're in like, do you believe in those things or do you relate to those things and stuff like that? I think that could be like a potentially like a five hour episode or something. But of course, I won't make it five hours, but you get what I mean, right? I won't mind. It's fine. <laughs> I won't mind either, but I think Spotify will kill me. It's like, why are you talking about <laughs> episode? You're not Joe yeah. Rogan. <laughs> But yeah, Emma, you know, thank you again so much for being here. You're such a great guest, a great person. Uh, before I let you go, though, you know, just do your plugins. Like, you know, if there are people who just want to chat you up without, you know, minus the whole maniac chatting up. Like, chatting up just to ask you, like, legit questions and shit. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Or they just want to follow your poetry or your art or just they just like you as a person. Like, they just want to follow you because they think you're a cool, a cool girl and all. Where can they, like, you know, follow you and stuff? Well, you can see all of my stuff, basically. I have this site now. It's emmarouge.net. And all of my links are there. If you want to be a pervert, you can check out my 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 contents. And I also have my Instagram for um, the art that I kind of do. It's our missus, O-U-R-M-I-S-T-I-C-E. So... You know, you I can post... just type it if you want because okay, <laughs> that's just... yeah, like post a comment. Isn't there like a um, comment part for you? I don't see. Oh, is there where... a private chat? Maybe you can just private chat it to me, then I can just copy paste it if that's okay. Okay, got it. Yeah, but let's yeah, just give them like one second. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's all right. Or... I should be saying sorry because I'm giving you work to do, right? Okay. Um, oh, That's the our Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and and kind of the other link. things are perverted things. You know, you get it. <laughs> you can find them all in in my site emmarouge.net. Cool. And also, well, you can get it. Can also um, people can also message me there or email me uh, for any questions or any requests, whatever they want to do, <laughs> whatever they want to ask. It, it's open. Wow. So, yeah. Well, Emma, again, thank you so much. You're such a great guest. Always loving. I always love having you here and all. Uh, I do wish you all the luck in the world, and I do hope to see your book soon. I mean, if you do publish your book, do you could you like, give me a signed copy or something? <laughs> So of course. Of course. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Rouge, thank you again so much, guys. Iglap will be back next week. We will have Lorraine Gazingan. It's going to be a very emotionally charged episode because we'll be talking about heartbreaks and moving on and stuff like that. Oh, shit. I mean, if you're free, please do please do catch it because like, I'm going to be honest with you. It's going to be a very emotionally charged episode. I'm not kidding. In terms of like that, like, <laughs> I've been Good through luck. a lot recently too. So 
yeah. So until I then, also need that. I need to. I need to hear some of those things. <laughs> yeah, so please do join us. I mean, I would love for you to to watch and ask questions or whatever, right? But Emma, thank you again so much. I don't want to keep you any longer. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone. So yeah, we can thanks, we guys. should do this again. I'm, I'm gonna watch all those things, and we should do this again. We should definitely <laughs> should. Episode one, season four. But anyway, Emma, thanks again for everyone else. Stay safe, take care, and good night.